Welcome to the Anchor Podcast. I'm Jeremy Berg, a pastor, professor, and writer, and this is where I try to offer some Jesus-shaped wisdom and biblical perspectives to help keep us anchored in Christ and His vision for a better world. You'll find many more resources at the Kingdom Harbor website at jeremyberg.org. Now let's drop anchor and get into today's episode. Hey friends, Pastor Jeremy here, and I just celebrated a pretty awesome um, milestone in our family. We just celebrated the baptism of our oldest first son, Peter Bjorn. Peter's 10, and this past week or so, we gathered by the waters of Lake Minnetonka, and he took a big step. And today I want to share... um, the sermon I gave to Peter on this special occasion. Um, It kind of follows up on the heels of, it's a part of this ongoing Spirit on the Water series. And so what is the message we can learn from Peter in Matthew chapter 14 when he steps out of that boat to walk on water? That's the passage I chose for this amazing moment. And so let me share some of my thoughts from that day. I want to look at baptism as joining Jesus' crew of shipmates and discipleship as sailing the seas of faithful obedience with our eyes fixed on Christ. Those who know Peter know he loves pirates. He loves sailing. He loves ships. He loves shipwrecks. He and I have for a long time talked about discipleship in terms of joining Jesus' crew, making Jesus the captain of your life and the captain of your ship. And so on this day, we opened up to Matthew chapter 14. And let me just read it for you as I pull out my Bible right now. Familiar story. Matthew 14, verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Now, Peter, I hope you listen to this someday when you're older. I know you won't 
probably grasped all of this by the lake on the day of your baptism because some of it was for all the rest of us. Um, but this, I want to give you four points or so that I draw from this very familiar passage. And the first point is following Jesus means living against the wind. Verse 24, we read that they were buffeted by the waves because the wind was against them. You know, many people think that when you follow Jesus, become a Christian, that your life gets easier, that God is the kind of God who would bring us around the storms and uh, make our paths um, smoother. But this is not the life of discipleship. Ask any of the disciples. Um, what happens is Jesus actually brings us into some storms we wouldn't have faced if we never chose to follow him. Now, we don't want to be storm chasers going intentionally looking for trouble. No, the Bible says we're to live a quiet life of loving others. But we're also not storm avoiders chasing after the comfortable life of least resistance. You see, when we choose Christ's kingdom and we get in his boat, we become an enemy of the kingdom of darkness. We are suddenly soldiers of light in a clash of kingdoms. There's an enemy. And he would love to dupe Christians into thinking that following Jesus takes us away from the storms. And he laughs as would-be disciples quickly lose faith when they discover God is not just a self-serving vending machine or a genie in a bottle to deliver them a happy, more comfortable life. No, when you follow Jesus, you choose to go against the grain of culture, to swim upstream, you choose to place a target on your back and there is an enemy on our tail. So we're going against the wind, running against the wind, as Bob Seeger would sing. But here's the good news. We have the Holy Spirit, the wind of God at our back to help us through the storms. So that's the first thing I want you to know. Life in Jesus' boat is a life that takes us into storms. It's the narrow path that leads to life, and few are willing to sail it. Well, the second thing I want to draw our attention to is the first word on Jesus' lips when he approaches the boat of fearful disciples. What is the first thing that Jesus says? He says, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Now, he doesn't say, take courage, the storm isn't real. He doesn't say, take courage, the wind and the waves really aren't so bad. Nor does he say, take courage, you can handle this on your own if you just try hard. No, he says, take courage, it is I. Now, here is this juicy little nugget, because in the Greek text, we realize that those three words, it is I, are loaded with spiritual significance. When the God of the universe, when the God who made the heaven and the earth and the seas, when he revealed himself to Moses, Moses said, who are you? What, what's your name? And God told him, I am who I am. Yahweh, God's personal name is I am. Now, 
in the Greek. If you're reading this, it doesn't say, take courage, it is I. It says, take courage, I am. That's right. Jesus is saying, you can have courage because I am the great I am. And when I am with you, what do you have to fear? Job 9, 8. I wonder if the disciples had this scripture stored up in their memory when they saw Jesus walking on the waters because it says, God alone has spread out the heavens and marches on the waves of the sea. And so Jesus is doing what only God can do, and he's taking the sacred name of God on his lips. And so, Peter, take courage. When you're dying of thirst, you have the living water inside of you. Peter, when you're dying of hunger, empty, you have the bread of life beside you. Peter, when the darkness surrounds you, and it will at times, you have the light of the world to light up your path. And when you feel alone and abandoned, he whispers, I will never leave or forsake you. And as we'll soon see, when you start to sink and feel like you're going to drown sometimes, his hand will always be there to pull you back up. Take courage. The great I am is in your boat, no matter how stormy it gets. So I want to pause there. We're halfway through my sermon. And next time we will pick up the second half. But I just want to thank you for joining me today. And if you've been blessed by this word, I want you to pass it along to a friend. Tell them how to find the Anchor Podcast. And come back next time for the second half of this baptism sermon. Grace and peace.